Hello there, and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Takers Snapshots podcast. And a strange turn of events, this is producer Tim on the microphone and presenting tonight, because we've had a, a drop of uh, presenters as such. Uh, but I am joined by uh, Mr. Ben Hibbert. Hello there. And all the way from France, uh, we are joined by Andrew Prevo. Hello. Uh, so, Andrew, for those who uh, will have seen on the Gold Squadron podcast coverage of Dathomir at the weekend, uh, made it all the way to the final, but unfortunately lost uh, to Farn Langelin, uh, who uh, obviously won the whole event. Uh, but a fantastic effort from yourself there, Andrew, to make it all the way to the final. Yeah, I tried my best, but it wasn't enough. Just barely. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I say that through gritted teeth because you did beat me twice over the weekend to uh, make it to the final. So, uh, uh, no, I, I was, uh, yeah, they're both cracking games and uh, more than happy to see you sort of progress to the final and almost have a chance at winning it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, a fun and a long weekend, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I only had to play the one game on the Sunday, but I've just been, I actually took uh, the Monday off work, and I've just been so tired since and then, and I've not actually gone much further than, I think I've left the flat each day for like a sort of 20, 30 minute walk, um, but otherwise, you know, as as tournaments go, there was like no travelling involved, uh, it's on London time, so I can't complain that, you know, the time difference was any worse than normal. Uh, but yeah, I was uh, pretty tired after the seven games, so I can't imagine how you feel. Well, um, I was, uh, yeah, after the finals, I had a, a headache, just like, so hard. I was suffering. <laughs> yeah. I was tired, and uh, my head was banging. It was just horrible. But yeah, it was a very good experience. I wouldn't, I wasn't expecting expecting to go so far, so... Uh, to be truly honest, um, I planned to work on uh, Sunday, and when I hit 5-1 uh, Saturday, I was like, oh, so, well, <laughs> there, there will be a top 32, and then I'll probably lose, so I'll get to work anyway. And I got to the finals. <laughs> so, no work yet. So before we get into the sort of the meat of the episode, I just want to a uh, big shout out to Dion, uh, the Gold Squadron podcast, uh, D Young, and everybody else that was involved in running Dathomir. Um, fantastic, you know, everything ran to time. Great communication. Dion's a great host as always, both on the camera and off the camera. Um, so yeah, I just felt it ran really smoothly. So shall we? Uh, should we make a start on some lists then? So I think. We can have a chat about the, the, the two lists in the final because it should be fairly quick to discuss them as they're fairly similar and I'm sure as most people will have seen from comments over the weekend that the Nantex spam as such uh, obviously uh, was in force at Dathomir. I think there were 13 lists out of 168 players uh, with six of them making it to the top 32 uh, and obviously we ended up with two in the final. Um, Andrew, do you want to just talk us through your list um, and then we can sort of compare it to Farns? Okay. So um, when I saw the the original uh, spam text, as they call it, although I hate this name, to be honest, but, uh, um, when I first saw the list, uh, it was obviously on Gold Squadron with the Corellia event. Who was playing it? It was Bohan, right? Mm -hmm. And um, 
Yeah, I was. I like the the Nantex since day one, I, actually, and uh, I was hoping um, to play uh, to play it uh, for so long. I mean, when it came out, there was this list with a uh, grievous uh, um, Sunfaction deck, which I played, um, but um, they nerfed the tractor uh, as soon as the ship got out, so was a little bit more difficult and since since then i didn't touch the the ship and basically when i saw his list i i saw the occasion to play the the ship again and you know like uh, make the the ships uh, go out of the the storage and so um i thought about playing it on the uh, on this event but um I was expecting some people to play it as well, of course, because uh, uh, it's strong, super strong. And uh, when it's strong, people usually play. So um, the uh, the thinking about what I played and how I um, modified the list was like, I'm sh convinced that everyone is going to go for a bid race. And basically, they're all going to drop points until they got 192, which is 6 Nantex plus 6 Crackshots. Uh, because the Crackshot, I think, is uh, essential on the list. But the Predators are not. So, as I couldn't, because I have no experience doing this, uh, as I couldn't uh, predict how much they were going to drop on points, I just said to myself, well, if everyone is going down, I'm going all up. And I put every crack shot and every predator I could. And I was like, okay, I if I go on a non-tex mirror matchup, it's gonna be so hard that you could almost tell it's uh, lost. But I'll try anyway. But if I don't um, see another spam text, it could be relevant to have more predators. Uh, to have more bullseye modified, fully modified shots. And yeah, basically, that's how I um, made my list for this event. But obviously, worked for you, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, actually. How With, many uh, losses did you have, sorry? Was it just two? Fan twice? Was, yeah, it was fan. I lost twice, once in Swiss, round four. I lost uh, 200 to I mean, 82 to 200. And in the finals, uh, I lost 112 to 200. Well, I was going to ask what you struggled with, but obviously we can jump into the fact now that it, it was the mirror final. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> um, what was different with fans' list to yours? Do you remember? Um, you only had two predators, I think. So I think everything had crack shot, and I think there was only two predators in the list. So I think um, so. With that in mind, if you had to, uh, if you were going to enter the event again, knowing that uh, the mirror match is is like a, a potential problem for your list, would you change what you took to Dathomir? Um, to be truly honest, I don't know if I would change anything because there were, as you said, thirteen text text lists. But the thing is, I didn't play only twice the uh, mirror matchup. I played it a third time yeah. against 
Charlie Cloak. I think it's how we pronounce it. I'm sorry if, <laughs> if I'm not pronouncing correct. Um, he was playing General Grievous with Saulus One, and um, okay, so it, three uh, Petronaki uh, with Gravity Deflection and Crackshot, and one with Gravity Deflection and Marksmanship. And I faced him in top eight, I think it was, and um, I got uh, I got him obviously because I uh, was in the final, and um, <laughs> it yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think, I think it should be pointed out though that Charlie did top Swiss, so uh, he had the highest MOV after day one with yeah. uh, one thousand nine hundred twenty, and had won all six games. Um, Farn also won all six games, and then you've got Daryl McDowell uh, with a Scimitar Squadron list. Uh, so um, Charlie had obviously um, done very well day one. Uh, going unbeaten um so yeah it was a good good win for you um and it's, it's quite interesting i think we chatted um after our second game and i said that i'd i'd tried a five nantex list uh with chertek and the uh, everything with gravitic deflection and it was designed basically i think it came in at 189 and it was designed specifically for the mirror match so it's been very interesting to see how that gravitic deflection actually worked when you play another nantex list because I imagine you could almost not have to track to your, your own ships for it to trigger quite a few times. Because there's bound to be a you know a few more track tracked tokens out there. Yeah, true. the The thing is, when I saw his um, gravity deflection, and I would go uh, further by saying that when I had the initiative uh, against a mirror match, which was obviously every time because I was at two hundred, um, I chose the the option. Uh, that was favoring the fact that I would that I wouldn't turn my turret, or just like once or twice per ship in the in the whole game, and this is basically what I tried to do against Charlie, uh, which ended up being quite efficient. I um, only took, I, I guess three or just four tractor tokens in the entire game. So he was forced to use his own tractors to get his his gravity deflection working. Um, that way, I had shots that were more efficient because he had less uh, defense dice, and because he was relying on defense for some some of his ships. The thing with with attack is like you get fifty percent chance to hit. But you got only a 20, a 20 or so percent chance to evade. And um, as I was playing the uh, bumping game, he could tractor himself to have a shot, but he had less defense. Although he had gravity deflection, he was uh, unmodded. Yeah. And so uh, I got a few shots, not many, but I mean, the one that mattered. Uh, I got these shots coming in. Against a uh, unmodified, though gravity deflection, uh, Nantex, and the shots were quite efficient, actually. Yeah, it's quite interesting because that's uh, very similar to my train of thought of when I played the mirror match. So I took uh, Ray, ZZ, and Tally, so uh, the Resistance Falcon, two A Wings. And in my mirror match, uh, I actually took second player and gave Matt Cog 
uh, first player and actually having played it I probably should have gone first because then I'm taking the focus tokens and you know if he bumps me he's not getting the mods uh, which um, yeah very very similar train of thought um, and I think it's massive in in that matchup certainly with the Nantex yeah for sure Okay, so we, we've touched on it briefly. So we ended up with six Nantex lists in the top 32. Now, those six do tend to finish towards the top of the 32. But if we want to, let's um, let's have a quick overview of, of the 32. Uh, so sort of honourable mention to Matt Coggins, uh, who uh, unfortunately missed the cut by 10 MOV. Uh, so he uh, was running a very similar list to myself uh, and actually beat me in Swiss. Uh, which was Ray, ZZ, Tally, uh, but he had the Prockets on his A-Wings. Um, but the true sort of top 32 starts with Alexander Ye Yeo, uh, who um, sort of Imperial Aces. you got a Sinterfell with Predator, Darth Vader with Fire Control System, a Sabre Squadron Ace, and Gideon Hask. Uh, Sabre Squadron Ace, I think, <laughs> is that the generic uh, Interceptor? I think so. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a bit odd, isn't it? Obviously, he obviously flew it well to get to the top 32. I'm just surprised he hasn't had just another ace in there. I mean, so Gideon's going to be PS4. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure what the PS... I think the Sabre Squadron might be PS1. I think three, aren't they? I can't remember. I'm going to have a look. Sabre. got Yasby up two seconds. Um, but quite a uh, quite a light Vader. And... Sabre is a four. Sabre is four. Okay, so yeah, so he's got... Two sixes there, has he in Sinter and Darth Vader, and then two fours. Um, so depending what bid that comes in at, he's probably um, thinking a little bit about the Nantex there. And uh, that triggers quite nicely with Gideon's uh, pilot ability, is when he shoots a damaged target, he gets plus one red dice. So that's a TIE fighter with uh, three red, three green. Um, and that uh, interceptor is quite nice as well, because he still gets his, uh, he can sort of boost and barrel roll after doing an action. Um, so yeah, you know, they're quite efficient ships there, I would say. Yeah. 31, uh, we got uh, Matthew Collette, who is running Rexler Brath, which is a defender with Duke. And then we got two Phantoms, uh, Sigma Squadron Aces with Duke and Passive Sensors. Didn't you used to run a similar list? Uh, I tried it a little bit, yeah. it's. Um, I think uh, having all that Duke uh, with... Um, those three ships works really well because they essentially get their evade tokens for free each turn. Um, so yeah, Rexler um, will have the, the full throttle rule. So when he does a three to five speed maneuver, he can gain a um, an evade token. Uh, and then the Sigma Squadrons, when they decloak, gain evade tokens as well. Uh, and then with the passive sensors, that's going to allow those Sigma Squadrons to take a target lock. I like that list. That seems like something I'd like to run. Um, th three ship lists scare me a little bit at the moment, though, if I'm honest. Like we're seeing a lot of larger counter lists, aren't we? Yeah. Um, we then move up to uh, Tom Fieldsend, uh, who was running uh, Ray, Tally, and ZZ. Uh, but it's, I think, quite a different list uh, to what you'd perhaps expect to see because you've got heightened perception on ray we've got marksmanship on both tally and zz uh proton rockets on tally and uh mag pulse warheads on zz um i don't think we actually got to see uh 
the Magpulse Warheads because I think this is the stream one of the stream games I managed to catch on Sunday, and I think ZZ got double uh, Discord missiled uh, off the board. Oof. Yeah, so okay. she, yeah, she'd lost both her shields, and then uh, yeah, got hit twice with uh, Buzz Droids, uh, and I think basically they just the droids just didn't shoot ZZ so that the Buzz Droids could eat her. Wow. There's a lot. There's a lot of Ray and two A wings in this, then, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I think I finished twenty fifth. Um, so there's my list. So I think what we on? I mean, Matt just missed cut. This but, is thirty. Uh, yeah. So the, there's a few up there. Um, we got um, Kalen Pritchard a little way up. Um, oh. Yeah. So as so, so we get I'm up surprised. There. Oh. I'm surprised it's um I'm surprised everyone's gone for Ray and the two A wings. You usually see Ray and one A wing and the couch, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I mean I think it's it's a it's I think it's player's choice really. I really like Corsella on Ray. Um and then you don't I don't think you need it's it's Covenel, isn't it, that you take you take normally. Yeah. Um and I don't think you need Covenel then. Um and I, I really like the A wing chassis as you know having run five a wings quite a lot um so yeah i I do quite like obviously we played twice over the weekend andrew um did you play any other sort of uh falcon base lists um i played against uh where is he matt coggins actually yeah yeah (laughs) and uh to be to be truly honest i have to apologize uh, because if he is only uh, 33, it's because I I um, halved his uh, ZZ on the last turn. So um, he is like 10, 10 points away to be uh, yeah. in the cut. And uh, yeah, that was my fault, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this, uh, this is the only uh, Falcon list I faced uh, outside of... Uh, of yours, yeah. Okay, so it's interesting because it'd, it'd be interesting to see how other Nantex lists lists did. So the, one of the reasons why I took my list was because it was all PS5. So I felt that obviously I'd be able to shoot before the Nantex. Um, but in our games, um, I don't think I no. I think both games I failed to kill a Nantex on the first turn, um, and then it's just the amount of shots that were going back into Ray. I just yeah. just couldn't tank it, and those crack shots were horrendous. I mean, I had stealth device on on mine, and in every other game, stealth device was massive. Um, I, I actually played a Rebel Han and Luke list, and um, he took a speculative range free shot in the first turn. And I, th- and I think it was obstructed. I think I ended up with five green dice on the Falcon or something <laughs> stupid like that. Because um, what? Yeah, one basic stealth device, range three, obstructed. And then you add a green for Finn because it was in in the front arc as well, um, yeah. And with a focus token and two force, so I was like, yeah, I'm feeling pretty safe at this range. Um, so um, yeah, no, been interesting to see how the other sort of big base ships got on against the Nantex. I, I imagine not particularly well, but um, there's quite a lot in the top uh, 32, though, isn't there? Big bases just looking up now. Yeah, so we'll get on. So you've got some obviously um, decimators. You know, there's going to be uh, dashes, ghosts, and stuff. So um, let's see where we're at now. So the next list is it's it's Walter. Oh yeah, no, it's, uh, it's Val Walter and yeah, Valter. yeah, Walter Uverhand. 
So it's uh, the list that's been on our stream a few times. So it's Rear Admiral Chirino with uh, Ruthless, Darth Vader, Admiral Sloan, Novice Technician, Hull Upgrade and Dauntless, and four Academy Pilots. Um, very efficient list. Um, being able to use that Ruthless to do damage to um, the TIE Fighters to then uh, obviously add, sort of make uh, Chirino's shot even uh, more effective. You've got Darth Vader there for some extra damage, and obviously Sloan providing those uh, passive re-rolls against uh, stress um, stress ships. Um, so um, not probably going to dwell too much on this list because it's fairly yes. fairly common. And then we're going to get into some um, something a bit more unusual. So we got um, uh, Billy Baggins, uh, who brought Dash Rendar, Biston, uh, um, Perceptive Co-Pilot, and Hera Sendula, in the Ghost with Intimidation, Advanced Sensors, uh, Zeb, and Saw Guerrera. So that is... I love this list. Yeah, it's... I, I, sorry, go I'd, really I'd really like to fly this. It looks really fun. Like, because the, the Hera just smashing into things and throwing five dice, and critting yourself to death. It's amazing. This is it. So, like, for those who don't know, so Hera's pilot ability, I believe, is if you reveal a red or blue maneuver, you may change your dial to um, another maneuver of the same difficulty. And being PS5, she can obviously uh, do that after Nantex and a lot of other ships have moved. Um, she can use her advanced sensors to take an action before she moves. And then when she bumps, the target she bumps with intimidation will be minus one agility, so minus one green dice. And then Zeb allows you to shoot at range zero. And then the ghost uh, is going to roll five red dice out that front arc. And then assuming you take a target lock, I guess, uh, with your advanced sensors, you can have the re-roll. And then uh, you've got Saw Guerrero where you take a damage to turn all your eyeballs to crits, is it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and the ghost has got a lot of halt. Keep doing it again and again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is it. So it's it's a two ship list, but um, you know, Hera could essentially she's turned herself into some sort of torpedo there, hasn't she? Um, <laughs> like some five, five, five dice horrendous torpedo. I mean, that will one shot a Nantex because if that Nantex has tracked it itself as well, that's going to be a one agility. So yeah, if you roll five hit, hits and crits, it's dead. It can't do anything about it. And then you've got Dash Render there, who's going to have a four red dice attack at, what, range two and three. And then with Biston can shoot twice, is it? It's a different target, and I think you have to be focused. And he's got Perceptive Co-Pilot for two focus tokens there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, although it's a two-ship list, that's, um, you know, potentially shooting two or three times. And those shots that are coming out are, you know, quite strong uh, attacks as well. But that's, yeah, well, yeah, very interesting. I wouldn't know how to face that, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it would be interesting against the Nantex. I mean, I think you'd possibly want to still reinforce just because, all right, you might kill one, maybe two Nantex if you're lucky. Um, but, you know, you're going to get four to five shots coming back, and that ghost has got no agility. So any yeah. any uh, hits, and you know, are going to hit. You know, they're going to do damage. I mean, that ghost has got, what, 14 health? Um, yep. ass assuming, plus four, yeah. yeah, assuming Saw hasn't been uh, chopping bits off to, to, to obviously boost, <laughs> boost his attack, but no, I think it's uh, very interesting. I think as we get on as well, there's uh, another list made the cut. I mean, Bartos, I think, got played something very similar. Yeah, 
Okay, I am going to horribly maul this next name. I apologise. So I think it's... Uh, is That's it, why I left it. Yeah, is it uh, Dar <laughs> Darwi Chua? And we have a uh, Ketsu, uh, which will be the Shadowcaster, with Fearless, Forlom, uh, Contraband Cybernetics, and the Shadowcaster title. Uh, Guri in a Star Viper with Outmaneuver Advanced Sensors. And Sirisu in the uh, it was M3A with Marksmanship right. and Auto Blasters. And I think Sirisu, that's the de is that defensive rerolls, isn't it? Yeah, yep, yeah. Uh, so I think it's a friendly ship at naught to one can reroll one green dice, um, which I think um, I'm, obviously it depends how they play this list. I imagine Serasu probably chases around after Ketsu, um, probably trying to keep that because I, I think trying to chase after Guri is. I think most players will probably be able to say if you've ever faced against a Guri is uh, nigh on impossible. I guess you just kill the other ships and try and not die to Guri, don't you? Oh, definitely, yeah. I think probably, I mean, Sirisu may just be in there just because of the points, you know, points that were left over. I'm not sure how well it actually worked together, but, um, I mean, uh, this player went 4-2 on day one and got knocked out in the top 32. Um, so, still did fairly well on day one. Um, yeah, been very interesting to have seen that one being played because it's not often you see a Shadowcaster being played. It's probably my favourite ship as well. I love the Shadowcaster. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> So, moving on to 26th, uh, we have Kalen Pritchard with uh, ZZ with Heroic, Nine Num, uh, which will be in a T70 with Heroic, Pattern Analyzer, and S-Foils, and then we've got Ray and the Falcon with Rose Tycho, um, Holdo, Finn, and Ray's uh, Falcon title. Um, what so does Holdo do? Do you know? Yeah, I knew you were going to say that, so um, <laughs> two seconds and I will tell you. Another, another like Ray list in the cut. I mean, I, I like that Ray's doing well because she was a bit of a fan favourite at our club for quite a while in yeah. uh, 1.0. Yeah. So, uh, Amelyn Holdo. Before you engage, you may choose another friendly ship at range 1 to 2. You may transfer to that ship one token of a type that that ship does not have. That ship may transfer one token to you of a type you do not have. Oh, that's cool. So I imagine you got you could you could pull stress off uh, the A wing or the T seventy there onto uh, Ray because uh, Ray. Uh, I mean, I suppose or, or I mean, I, I suppose you could pass uh, the stress the other way um, if True. yeah, because you haven't got um, Corsella to shift the stress as easily. Um, yep. So yeah, situationally. Uh, although you do have Rose Tycho, so that could be quite interesting. Let's start the engagement phase. Uh, uh, before you engage. Okay. There are a lot of com of combos with this list. And uh, Emeline on the Falcon. There was one with a uh, um, cloak token you take with a uh, fireball. Yep. Um, and you pass the cloak to Ray, <laughs> which makes uh, the Falcon three dice defense. <laughs> and you also have something like uh, taking a uh, disarm or something like that. There was a, um, a, a really weird list that I saw uh, like a few months ago. It was Ray, a, an A-wing with, um, you know, the PS1 A-wing yep. with a uh, swarm tactics. And you, you then got a fireball with, um, 
I, um, you know, the the, the advanced slam. The, no, uh, the uh, illicit um, that makes you cloak. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And he was passing the uh, cloak with Aniline to the Falcon, and then you had the A-wing using swarm tactics on the Falcon. Um, and in the turn of engagement, Ray was shooting at uh, PS1. Then uh, yeah. at PS1, she was passing the cloak token to whether the fireball or the A-wing, who had already shot. And then she was engaging at Rage 1 uh, because <laughs> she just got rid of the cloak token. So that was just, yeah, you, could, you couldn't uh, predict anything. <laughs> I just looked as well with that list. If he passes the stress to Nien, if Nien's still at range 1, he can in, in, um, immediately get rid of it as well. Okay, yeah, yeah, with his pilot. So maybe, maybe that's where some of the like synergies was coming into play. Oh. I was thinking as well, it would be very easy to double mod uh, the other ships, because you could, uh, if, say, Ray had a target lock, you pass it over, then she engages, shoots, adds the blank, spends it for a target lock, you know, so... Oh, yeah, some, mm. yeah, some interesting little jank going on in there. The fun, the fun part is that uh, when an enemy ship locks, I don't know, ZZ or Nian, you can just take the lock also. <laughs> That's... Just move it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, true. That's good. Next is some scrub called Tim King. We'll just skip that one. <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, I'm very uh, very happy with my uh, placing. Uh, having had a busy week at work, I didn't uh, practice uh nearly enough um but no very pleased with um how well the list did um and i was just i was super aggressive with it um just pushing ray in people's faces and i think most games my opening move was fall fall forward and then boost with ray you know i remember that i can confirm (laughs) yeah well this is well this is it it's like you you want you want ray up front and you know getting it as much into the front arc as possible so yeah no, i had a lot of fun with the list over the weekend so it was nice uh nice would uh, you change. would you have changed anything about your list tim um i mean if if i was perhaps trying to be more economical uh, then sure i might have taken my my tie advances um i have tried a few different lists recently like uh 3t70s and a couple of the know the pods and this that and the other um but in the end i just wanted to fly something fun um and i think this is definitely my favorite ray and 2a wing list uh it works very very well for me um so i i really like uh the stealth device uh over the shield upgrade uh on the falcon uh well it's like so normally the first engagement isn't happening at range one so if it's happening at range three um, I'm rolling what three green dice on the Falcon and adding a blank, um, <laughs> and I'll have done a focus on the way in. Uh, and if they're in the front arc, I can spend raise force to turn a blank to an evade. Um, so it's quite likely that I can, if even if they get three hits at range three, I can get three evades, and then I spend that blank to gain a target lock. So the next turn, um, you know, then I go in at range one. I don't have to spend the blank to gain a target lock. Um, so yeah. No, it's. I mean, I've flown the list quite a lot myself. It's. Uh, I do like Ray. It's fun. Yeah. But I think we have talked about Ray a lot. So shall we just move on a little bit? Yeah. 
So, uh, we have uh, Stefan at position 24th with Darth Vader with hate fire control system afterburners. We have Fifth Brother with hate passive sensors, homing missiles, and Sinterfell with crackshot and targeting computer, which looks like a much more uh, sort of standard uh, Imperial Aces list. Uh, possibly the only sort of difference, though, is Fifth Brother coming in for, you know, your sort of your Phantom uh, ship. Uh, but Fifth, yeah. Fifth Brother has got that cheeky homing missiles. Uh, with his own ability. Yeah, I faced uh, I faced him in top sixteen actually. Okay, yeah. It was a, it was a very cool guy. The list was really strong. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is it. So uh, rather than go for that fourth ship like we saw earlier, he's uh, obviously using those points to get a few more toys. So you know you get your tar- your target locks on Sinterfell with crack shot, which works really well with his pilot ability, getting the focus if he's in bullseye. Uh, and then Darth Vader's just got you know those little extra bits to keep him around a bit longer uh, with the afterburners and and what have you. But no, yeah, very, very nice list. Um, position twenty three, uh, a player that doesn't need very uh, little introduction is uh, Timo Rabe uh, with his uh, Boba Fett and Denga. So it's Boba Fett with uh, Composure, Jamming Bean, Maul, Proton Bombs, Hull Upgrade, Slave One. And then we've got Dengar with Marksmanship, Proton Torpedoes, Auto Blasters, L337, Unsolo, and Contraband Cybernetics. Um, so I think it's fairly similar to... Uh, was it G- uh, GSP Rome he won? I'm trying to think which event he, he won with uh, Boba Dengar. I, I think, it was, I think yeah. it was the Rome one. Because it was him and um, Ollie in the final, weren't it? Yeah, yeah. true, yeah. true, actually true. Yeah, and so you've got basically you have your you have your proton torpedoes out the front uh, with Dengar, and you put your turret out the side. Um, so yeah, just um, I think that works really well, rather than say uh, have it, having the uh, cannon. I think the the best thing on that list is the L L three three seven on Dengar. I'm surprised no one spotted that earlier because it just makes the dial so much better. It just makes it the old Jumpmaster dial, basically, doesn't it? Yeah, so it's um, it opens up your banks, doesn't it? Uh, left and yeah. right, um, just makes them. Uh, I think makes them into blues. Yeah, it's it's a really good guy. I'm surprised that we never noticed it before, to be honest. Yeah, no, it's good, good. So, player twenty-two is Brian Lurg. And we have Sinterfell with Predator, Darth Vader, Fire Control System, Afterburners, Scimitar Squadron Pilot with Barrage Rockets, that's the bomber with Barrage Rockets, and a Planetary Sentinel. So very similar to that other list it's we a saw. Striker, isn't it? Uh, yes, yeah. So it's a four-ship list with your two sort of high PS pilots and two lower PS pilots there. I mean, that's the second list like that, so maybe I'm missing something. Yeah, so he's um, went four two, but got knocked out in the top thirty two. Uh, next list, uh, so it, we have um, is that Min Minfan? Uh, we have one, two, three, four Blue Squadron rookies, all with BB Astromex and jamming beams and Rose Tico. Um, yeah, can't believe all that fits. <laughs> yeah, it's quite scary. Um, I personally would probably run three T-70s and two pods just because then you can have Heroic and you can take the Red Squadron uh, experts. 
Yeah. A um, bit more sort of reliability, I guess. But yeah, there's a lot of hole and shield to eat through in that list. I'm sure I've seen that list before. I didn't. Wasn't it in. The previous one, yes. I guess yeah. we saw it in Corellia. Yeah, I think we were on it. It was on the stream, I think, weren't it? Yeah. I wonder if it was the same guy. Hmm. That I can't remember. The next list's interesting as well. Well, this is it. We've now got a couple of... Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so play, uh, the player finishing 20 in Swiss, uh, he got to the top four, and I believe... Did you play him? Uh, I actually did, yes. Yeah, so it's uh, Philip, and uh, he is running tie aggressors. So we have five of the basic tie aggressor with dorsal turret, and then we have a uh, tie reaper, uh, which is Captain Pharaoh, with uh, Ruthless, Admiral Sloan, and Hull Upgrade. So it's a Sloan Swarm, um, but probably different to your, like what you'd class as your standard Sloan Swarm, certainly with the TIE Aggressor anyway. How did you find this when you played it in the semi-final? To be truly honest, I was um, really um, worried about... Well, I was worried anyway, but I was really worried about um, one list one type of list, the swarm type, and um, I faced Arctur in uh, Arctican yep. in a really, uh, um, yeah, in a dice game. I just basically had uh, all green dice and all red dice, and just he, he had no chance, and uh, yeah, that was no fun game for him. But um, when facing this list, I was uh, a little bit more concerned because um, there are two consequences of taking out a ship. It's that I'm stressed, which is really, really bad on an Nantex. And um, more than just taking a stress, I take two. And then he's got reroll and attack. And that's just horrible, because I, I must do uh, blues for two turns. And although I've got good blue maneuvers on the ship, it's... It's like he knows where I'm going, and I'm contractor, so I can't rotate. And it's like I'm just giving out my ship so that someone can shoot him in space. But um, it, it ended up going well for me, which I will, which I'm really happy about this because he flew really well. Um, but yeah, this this matchup, I think this matchup could could uh, be the, the solution to the Nantex problem, actually. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I, th I think that's probably why why he took the list. Um, and I, I, I can see there's certainly a lot of advantages from this list. Uh, so you, with the dorsal, you could put the dorsal turret out one of the sides, and that essentially gives you a 180-degree arc. So if yeah. you know the Nantex is going to be on that side of your ship, then that you know gives you a lot of coverage. Um, equally, like you say, yeah, you say that taking the double stress really shuts down the Nantex because it's not like getting a single stress, which you could then clear next turn with the blue. Um, you, you, even if you clear the stress, you are still stressed, and then yeah, you can't do any of your shenanigans, but you know, rotating arcs or taking focus tokens and stuff. So yeah, no, a very clever list. No, um. Uh, Dave Sutcliffe has been talking about the aggressors, saying how he thinks they're, for the price point, they're very efficient. 
Yeah, and I think yeah. the, it works quite well with Ruthless as well because you've got um, what a little bit extra health on on the ships. So is it four hull, one shield? Um, so you can afford That's to, right. yeah, Ruthless a little bit more maybe, and um, the Reapers uh, a lot more maneuverable than um, you know the Decimator as such. So you can actually put that into quite interesting positions and and sort of cover angles. But no, yeah, very interesting. And that was on uh, stream. So when uh, Gold Squadron get the chance to upload that to YouTube, I would recommend uh, watching that semi-final match. Um, I've, I've just stolen that list and put it in my squad builder because I like the look of it. So we'll, we'll keep cracking on. Uh, so the next one is another top four uh, player, and I believe he did make it onto the stream, possibly in the top eight game, is Tim Open. And we have uh, three Trade Federation drones with Discord missiles and grappling struts, two bombardment drones uh, with proximity mines and landing struts, and General Grievous with Crackshot and Soulless One. And actually, yeah, this was the list that knocked out Tom Fieldsend, I believe because we saw the bombardment drones uh, launching their proximity mines out the front into Ray. And although Tom, Tom did get quite lucky with that, um, obviously doing that a couple of turns in a row you know, took its toll on the uh, the Falcon. I was just looking to see if it was the bombardment drones that fired out the front. Yeah, I, bet yeah. that catches, I bet that catches people off guard quite a lot. Yeah, no, I can imagine so. Um, and that's it, is because when when you do it, you know you, you'll be able to know you, you, you're definitely going to hit something. You're not going to put it there and then fly over it. So you're only going to use it if there's a ship in front of you. And when you have multiple ships, you choose which one triggers it. Um, so like uh, he had it where like both bombardment drones, one was in front of the other one, and then the Falcon was in front of both of them. And so the one at the back basically just shot the proximity mine through the first one into Ray. Um, so yeah, it does uh, proximity mines doing one damage and then two red dice. Um, so yeah, it's uh, quite nice to do so the sort of automatic damage outside of combat. And that was the one as well with the uh, the two Discord missiles uh, killed the A wing as well. Um, yeah, interesting. Discord missiles are very bad for uh, Falcons. Get get it stuck in the front yeah. and it can't shift it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Okie dokie, so uh, player 18, uh, Wilhelm Fors, uh, First Order player with Hollow and Proud Tradition, Kylo Ren with Proton Torps, and two Epsilon Squadron Cadets. This is similar to that Imperialist, isn't it? Two sort of aces and then two like just lower initiative blockers get her in the way. Is... Seems yep. to be coming quite a, quite a thing. And I th yeah, I think as well, I think other people uh, have said it, um, is that maybe you do need to try and bring at least four ships, because, uh, you know, if a lot of people are bringing six or seven ships, you need those extra shots uh, coming in. So maybe yeah, having them as blockers, but also extra shots is, is quite important. Uh, anything anything else we want to say about the first order? That's our first first order list, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. They're still not quite there, are they? First order. It's like there's some good, there's some good lists, but I don't think there's anything. I think we got Kesto a little way up, which will be an interesting one to talk about. Um, and there's one with three silencers, so we'll get onto those shortly. Uh, position seventeen, uh, Desmond Lau uh, is uh, Nantex, uh, so practically the same as yours, Andrew Barr, uh, marksmanship instead of a predator. Yeah. Um, 
which is interesting because Mark isn't uh, marksmanship's one point now, isn't it? So I guess yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess that is trying to obviously get, like you say that race race for the bid. Player sixteen uh, who made it to the top sixteen is Actor Khan. Um, he apologised <laughs> in our chat on Saturday night that he took the droid swarm, and I said there's nothing to apologise for. You know, it's a competitive event. You take your strongest list, and uh, yeah. So he's got six Trade Federation drones, three with Discord missiles, two Techno Union bombers with plasma torpedoes. So I'd say it's a fairly standard uh, sort of droid swarm that we see. Um, possibly just the notable exception of no um, of the grappling or landing struts. Or the probe droids, either. Yeah, so I, I think the difference may be that I've seen it from other lists is perhaps you you've you lose a drone there and you, t- you then you get those upgrades. Um, so yeah, interesting. I, 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 I still think that the droid swarm has game. I think it's just people were a bit bored of it. I think that's all that's happened. People are going to realise it's still good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, swarms in a six-round event uh, do take a lot of concentration. Um, and I think, yeah, perhaps you know, people haven't haven't got the mental stamina to play that, and not some some people won't. And it's just it is what it is. I mean, this weekend I didn't, which is why I went for three AC ships and you know less flying in formation as such. So player fifteen, uh, Ilias. Looks like we got four uh, gold squadron troopers uh, and Anakin Skywalker in the Delta Seven B R four P seventeen hull upgrade. That's quite a tanky uh, Delta Seven B there. So R four P seventeen is after you fully execute a red maneuver, you may spend a charge to perform an action even while stressed. So I guess that means you, you don't have to worry because sometimes I used to fly Anakin quite a lot. Sometimes you're a bit worried about doing the sloop and or the turn and you know not getting them in the bullseye or not at range one. This what takes a little bit of the uh, the risk factor out of it, doesn't it? So it's it's basically Ace and a mini swarm, isn't it? Yeah, I mean that. I mean those torrents are quite cheap, though, aren't they? Yeah, twenty. That Anakin must be very uh, twenty-five <laughs> points. Yeah, so Anakin must be uh, hundred points. You carry on. I'll put it in. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I've, yeah, interesting. I mean, obviously, I've I've run the two Jedi, two Gold Squadrons. So that Anakin is ninety-eight points. Wow. But <laughs> but he's, but it, yeah, but he's PS six, and he so you know he might be yeah. might be able to you know sort of. Get him away from being shot, and I'll see the hull upgrade. Uh, but no regen. No. Hmm. Okay. Which is weird because you can put a R five droid on it, and it's actually a point cheaper. Maybe just player's choice. You know, it's something that he's yeah. found. Um. Yeah. Uh. Okay. We'll keep cracking on up. So next list we come to is Nicholas Durand. And it's two Delta Squadron pilots with heavy laser cannons, which are two defenders, I believe. Yep. And then Fifth Brother hate passive sensors homing missiles. So we've seen that before. But quite interesting to see two defenders in there with uh, HLCs. Yeah. Very cool. I've got yeah. to say hi because he's a French uh, <laughs> he's the French guy also. Yeah, I mean we went five one with this list as well. Um so you know, those uh generic uh uh, defenders obviously did an awful lot of work there. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, that he took one Nantex in his uh, Swiss. Beat, he beat one. Okay. Yeah, I imagine you could probably do some a fair amount of damage at range with those HLCs if you get the bullseyes, but 
Yeah, and also your fifth brother as well with his homing missiles and his That's ability. nasty, that is. Yeah, yeah. Up to thirteen. Uh Carson Ray with another Ray Z Z, uh, but this time's got Lulo with Lone Wolf. Uh Carson Carson's from uh, the TCX podcast, isn't he? I think. Is he a North American champion or something? Name does ring a bell. Um I'm sure that's him. That's cool. Yeah, no, another Ray in 2A wings doing well. 12, we end up with uh, First Order, and it's uh, Mario Laredo with Hollow, Proud Tradition, and three Silencers. And I think I saw this on stream as well. I've I've actually played this against Rich. It is really good. The the Silencers are just tanky. The good the good got a good dial. You know, it's a it's a good list. And Hollow, Proud Tradition, you, you don't have to worry so much about losing that. Because Proud Tradition, to, to stop him doing it, I think you have to be stressed and take a crit or something like that. So Hollow just passes it on. Yeah, it's quite hard to shut down, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, just looking at the next list uh, quickly, just because it's another Nantex list. Uh, but he's got Gorgol, which I imagine maybe for a bit of a bid. No, yeah, so, so we've got Timo uh, Hetzel with three of the Petronaki Aces, Crackshot Predators, and then we've got Gorgol, uh, who is uh, PS2. Uh, during the system phase, you may gain one Disarm token and choose a friendly ship at range 1 to 2. If you do, it gains one Tractor token, then repairs one of its face-up ship trait damage cards. Um, so repairing crits on other Nantex. Very interesting to see that up there. Um, what do you feel about that, Andrew? The thing is, I'm just um, building the list just to check how much bid he has with this. I think it's 198. 198. Okay, so he's got the same bid as the uh, 6 uh, plus 6, uh, six Nantex, 6 Crackshot, and 3 Predator. Yeah, well, he did well, of course, because he's in the cut. Uh, yeah, I think it's interesting to bring Gorgol here because, I don't know, if you expect some ships uh, designed like uh, Vader to, to, um, to hit critically your ships, it may be good to just give, your, give one of your ship a tractor before he actually does it himself. Mm. And... Um, just you, you will repair the crit Vader did, and you can repair. Uh, um, he can repair all. Oh, just the ship ones. Okay. Um, but I think what what is said here is that he can repair those that are not uh, that you cannot repair normally, right? Yeah, yeah. That damage engine, for example. Okay, so there is a an interest. Um, you can yeah. do some shenanigans, couldn't you, as well, with uh, gaining the traps token in the system phase. It's like you could boost our yeah. roll. So true, and you can you can just outmaneuver your uh, your opponent by just like oh, well, I'm, I'm going to boost and then just do my maneuver. Oh, it, I didn't don't <laughs> plan on that. And oh, the the second thing I see is that he's got five uh, I4s and all with crackshot and predator. Which is really, really good, actually. Yeah, cool. So, um, yeah, no, another variation. So that's certainly one thing we're not seeing with with the Nantex is it's not like a 
know a set list there is a little bit of variation for each one we've got a few more coming up shortly that we'll uh, chat about but before we get there uh we have marcel manzano uh with uh the rebel alliance and he has brought uh so he went 5-1 in swiss with wedge with proton torps afterburners luke with instinctive a and proton torps chopper with afterburners and s foils and then ap5 with leia organa this yeah, two two X wings and AP five. I've heard him talk about this quite a lot on the Gold Squadron podcast. It's like his go to list when points change or something. I think he said some. He's saying how he likes to fly Luke Wedge and AP five. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's why he's taking it. Well, I mean, Wedge with proton torps can be horrendous, can't he? And then you're going to yeah. get that coordinate with AP five. Uh, so very easy to go in double modded with Wedge, uh, taking away an agility of his target. Um, so yeah, that could uh, yeah. cause cause a lot of problem. Then obviously Luke can then finish the target off if he, if Wedge hasn't quite killed him. Um, so it's no. a very interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. No. Good. Okay. So I, I lied about Chopper. Chopper is spend one non-reoccurring charge from an another upgrade to recover one shield, and then there's oh. spend spend two shields to recover one non-reoccurring charge on an upgrade. <laughs> so that that is why he brings proton torps and afterburners, so he can choose whether to consume uh, the one or, or the other mm-hmm. to recover yeah. shields. Oh, so basically he's got a fully modded Luke plus some regen, uh, paying the price of uh, a charge uh, from there to there. Okay, it's really interesting. Mm. It gives you a lot of choices, doesn't it? I think that I think that the whole list is the point of it. Is it's got lots of choices. Yeah. Okay, and if we uh, step up one, we got another Republic, li- uh, Republic, another Rebel Alliance list. Uh, this time, Chopper is in the Ghost. I have got this correct. <laughs> and we got uh, Bartos, who um, finished ninth in Swiss, went five and one with Dash Render, with Trickshot, Bistan, Perceptive Copilot, Outrider. And Chopper with passive sensors, Saw Gerrera and Zeb. So uh, similar to what we saw earlier, but we haven't got all those points invested in the Ghost with Hera. Um, we've got a few more points on Dash with uh, Title and Trickshot. That's pretty nasty. Yeah, and we, we know Bartos is, is a uh, very good player. I think he's doing a stream this evening uh, with him and Farn uh, playing a game. So um, hopefully we'll be able to catch that later. Um, and that'll be very interesting to see. But no, that's... Uh, See, I think there's a couple of people who've run um, uh, Dash over the weekend. Did what was Ollie running? Was he running Dash? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was. I I heard someone say in one of the chat groups because obviously I was playing, so I didn't have a chance to look. So I wonder if Dash is meant to be um, or thought to be one of the answers to Nantex, maybe. Yeah, Ollie was running Dash, Wedge, and Jake. Okay. Uh. Player eight, uh, we we know him well. He is currently uh, sat with us on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Is Andrew with Unantex? Uh, oh. You were beaten by uh, William McDavid by about what's that? Sixteen MOV. Um, and William finished seventh with also uh, Nantex, but he took uh, just one of the was it PS one basic uh, Hive guards instead of the the sixth. Uh, PS3, PS3, uh, PS3. So yeah, not rather than take the the six uh, Petronaki uh, Arena Ace. So that's where he's got his points for a bid. 
sixth uh, made it to the top eight. Uh, so William made it to the top eight uh, in in sixth. Uh, Sammy uh, uh, Petteri uh, made it to the top eight as well, and he had seventh sister, fifth brother with fire control system, homing missiles, and two Sigma Squadron aces with crack shot. And so, so he's he's been flying he's been flying this list for a very long time. Um, I, th- I think he flew it in some of the other, um, what were they called? The the last one, the Rome and everything. Uh, yeah, the um, Space Jams. The Space Jams. And he's also been on um, Hexile streaming the similar list quite a few times. Yeah. It's, uh, a, it's a good list. Yeah, very good. So we got that fifth fifth brother again with the homing missiles. Uh, yeah, very cheeky. In fifth is a Republic list. And we have Wolf in the Ark with Intimidation, Luminara with CLT, Padme in the Naboo Starfighter, and I assume Baby Anakin with Passive Sensors and Proton Torpedoes. <laughs> so yeah, another four-ship list with um, not really aces, I guess. They're all kind of sort of middle uh, PS there, but you've got a few uh, tricks. You know, you get Passive Sensors, Proton Torps there. Padme and uh, Luminara go together quite well as well don't they oh yeah they have the um their, their abilities work well together don't they where you can't spend more yeah. than one focus result with padme isn't it and then we can't modify more than one yeah and then uh yeah and luminara just uh turns down a hit to an eyeball doesn't it i think yeah. that's right mate or or a crit to a hit cool uh and wolf's wolf's just good on his own isn't he you know he's quite self-sufficient well, that's it. You can throw him forward with his intimidation, um, just be a bit of a, a speed bump and and take some intimidation. But I think uh, a very interesting list we've got in fourth. He finished top of the five and ones. Uh, is Kester Smith and Kester brought first order. Um, so yeah, to so the top of five and ones, and it was Hollow with Proud Edition Pattern Analyzer, Muse with Proud Edition Pattern Analyzer. Uh, Lieutenant Revis and three Epsilon Squadron cadets, which I know he took against Martin because Martin flew flew this against me. And some, there's some in, <laughs> there were some interesting combinations with that Proud Edition Pattern Analyzer where you can do a red maneuver, take an action with a Pattern Analyzer, and then still do a focus action with Proud Edition. And then Muse removes the stress at the start of the engagement. Yeah, and Hollow can move a token as well. Oh, that, that's nice, that. I was, I was just looking on Yasby what Muse did. I couldn't remember. That's a cheeky little combo. I like that. And when you look in enemy ship, Revis does the same. It's, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so cool. And the first thing they do on the first turn is all those squadron cadets lock uh, hollow so that yeah. if he has to pass uh, tokens over, he can choose to pass one of their target locks over. Yeah, so it's a very, very... Uh, Nice uh, first order list, and Kessler's a very good player, and he's been flying this obviously yeah, quite is. quite a bit and done very well with that. Right, so we're just down to the top three now, and then uh, we'll probably end up wrapping up the show because we've uh, sort of gone in a bit deeper than planned. Uh, so in third position and bottom of the six and O players is Daryl McDowell, and looks like we've got five Scimitar Squadron pilots. Um, we've got four with concussion missiles. Uh, we've got some, uh, three lots of, no, four lots of skill bombardiers and proximity mines. And we've got some seismic charges in there. So quite a lot and of a, uh, diamond bore, diamond boron missile as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, lots of, uh, ordnance, both in mines and in, uh, missiles. 
Yes, I mean the little bombers are solid little ship, aren't they? Does the um, the Scimitar Squadron pilot and skill bombardier? So is that they can use the banks to deploy well, and they can go out to range two? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, as yeah, and with the proximity mine. So because it's not a bomb, you can basically, if you know something is like a two bank, you can just go and uh, just pop uh, proximity mines on them. So that's uh, yeah, quite interesting. I imagine this would be quite a problem for Nantex list. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't actually know what he played against. I might ask him. Like what? What actually knocked him out? Well, the Diamond Boron uh, missile. I think that's the one where if you do a damage, then is it every ship of the same agility within? Like, is it range one takes one yep. damage? You have to. You have to uh, roll a dice. Okay, right. You roll a dice, and is it? Uh, and spend one more charge, right, to activate the effect. I think so. Bring, bring I'm, ju- I'm just I'm just looking on Yasby now. <laughs> that sound that sounds right though. The thing is, I, I yeah, the Diamond Boron missile when um, when docked onto a uh, um, PS uh, less than four pilot is quite just just a three dice missile because if you. If you just consider the fact that the Nantex could go everywhere and just surround the list, if you can hit someone with the missile, you'll just hit him. You'll you can't just hit someone who's range zero to one from him. I mean, you can play around it quite easily. I think. I think so, but then uh, it's it's quite an interesting tool to have because that may then force the player to do actions or maneuvers they don't want to yeah. do. Because, sure. Yeah, because they know that they can't like. So when we played, your Nantex were very bunched up. But I guess if you if you knew that this was out there, you'd be perhaps a bit more wary about being so bunched up, and that could in itself uh, force the player to do things that perhaps they don't want to do. Um, yeah, like in the top four when I was playing against the uh, Sloan Sword, I I just um, you know separate separated all my ships so that he has to choose whether to go front right left i'm not sure i did it quite well but it ended up working so um but the the objective was just to give him a choice and basically he had to choose or to separate his list and as he separates his list mine gets just more powerful so Mm. because if he gets isolated i just have to go uh to i don't know maybe send one of or two Nantex, just have one bullseye and one turret, and his ship can, can just, yeah. I don't know if I can make it disappear, but I can half it with no doubt. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, no, no shield, low agility. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see. So, uh, but no, he's obviously done very well. Six and zero in the uh, in the Swiss, and unfortunately lost his top thirty-two game. Uh, but yeah, well played to Daryl. Uh, second place uh, needs no introduction is uh, Farn Langelen with his uh, Nantex Swarm, uh, which we obviously saw uh, win the whole event. Uh, so that is Farn's list. And then top of Swiss is Charlie with Grievous and Four. And that's all with the Gravitic Deflection, um, which I think we've already discussed that obviously that could be taken not so much 
for themselves but actually in the mirror match if you've got lots of tractor tokens out there you wouldn't need to do the tractor action um to be able to benefit from that uh for the for the re-rolls on defense uh but obviously charlie did very well uh went six and oh as well um but got knocked out in the top eight my fault actually. yeah was it yourself was it <laughs> yeah what did what did you find as the hardest match i know you obviously won it but what what was your biggest struggle throughout the days um the top four game was the one i was really worried about when starting it because because of the stress, like we discussed. Yeah. Um, I think uh, the droid swarm of Actor was, yeah, was really hard also, because um, the ability to spend calculates from your buddies is, yeah, is very strong. Um, aces, aces, I did quite well against aces. I don't know if it's because... Um, because I lined up some bullseye with a little bit of chance sometime, sometimes, but um, I think Aces was quite quite fair game. I mean, it wasn't easy at all, but it was less complicated than than Swarms. Uh, I mean, some lists, it, the, the first time I played uh, with you, Tim, um, I was really concerned about going full front against you, because I know how Ray is powerful at mm -hmm. range 1, for example, and um, I was like, if I do a mistake or if I can't line up every single one of my bullseyes, I might just lose one or two ships and maybe uh, I won't have the firepower to do something back to you. In both our matchups, um, I, uh, I just wanted basically uh, you to come to me and this way I could line up my bullseyes uh, just... Uh, I mean, with more, uh, with less difficulty, let's say. And uh, yeah, I think it worked quite, yeah, no, quite it's, well, from yeah, yeah. what I can say. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I mean, for, for myself, I couldn't just sit back in, in that matchup because obviously, the if you know, if it went to final salvo or anything like that, you, you roll way more red dice. Um, I think I was too aggressive in the first game, which is why in the second game I, I held my A-wings back a lot more. And, um, you know, dice are dice at the end of the day. Uh, but when I was losing uh, A-wings at range two, two and three uh, with tokens to a couple of shots, um, it, it wasn't going to be my day. Um, and, <laughs> you know, uh, I think at one point during the game you, you, you were kind of... Uh, apologizing for the dice and it's just what it happens you know the fact that you i think i think you beat me and still had four crack shots uh to go at the end of the game um yeah. it just showed how how good your dice were versus how bad mine were and that's fine you know it happens uh i thought the ray would be a decent matchup for the nantex it probably would have helped if i had practiced the matchup a few times beforehand um <laughs> and you know a little bit of luck always helps yeah, for sure. I cannot complain about mine uh, during the whole tournament. Well, this is it. You know, I think that is the secret to anybody that will say that, you know, what their uh, a, a good tournament run will be. It will be a mixture of, you know, practice, playing a good list, getting good matchups, and, yeah, l luck on the table. You know, it will be a mixture of everything. You'll, you'll never just have one, like, 
one, it will never be one thing. It will be a mixture of several things. Okay, yeah. so uh, yeah, that went on quite a bit, but um, hopefully everyone's <laughs> enjoyed our little analysis of the lists. Before we go, is there anything or anybody you'd like to give a shout out to, Andrew? I'd say every French player who participated in the tournament. And uh, yeah, basically, uh, thank you for supporting me uh, all that time until the final. I was believing. I was believing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's just, I, I, I see often some people just say, like, you know, um, uh, in, in the final, he was. Uh, in the last turn, he had three ships. I had only one. And uh, for what I saw in the chat, uh, some people was, were just saying uh, you could concede. Uh, the, the game is lost. It, it's a final. I just, I just had fun, even though I, I lost pretty hard, actually. <laughs> I just had fun playing, and I was like, I will enjoy this match until the last sec- second of it. No, yeah. absolutely, and you know, I think uh, when it's the knockout and it's your last game, I think yeah, you, you sort of you want to play on, and and who knows what could happen? You you could suddenly have a couple of crazy turns, and and something could come off, or you know, just enjoy your time. Um, I think did you say that it was your first cut? It was my in an in an event like this, uh, as big as this one. It was my first cut. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's it. You just enjoy it, you know. Um, there's no point conceding unless you know it is, you know, you know, it's it's over, and perhaps your opponent's going to go on, and you could give your opponent a bigger break, for example. But no, yeah. I, I think there's there's uh, no shame in sort of, you know, what 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 how you played it and what you did, and and yeah, congratulations once again for making the final. Thank you. And Fan was a great opponent, so I I just enjoyed him play. It was just a really good, a really cool game. Oh, excellent! Uh, anything else you want to say, Ben? No, no, I'm good. Excellent. Right. Uh, well, f- my final uh, sort of message for myself is: please go and watch uh, Gold Squadron's coverage. So um, they will have, uh, or they'll be slowly loading up onto YouTube all the games uh, that they've recorded over the two days. Uh, so I think most of Corellia is up there now. Um, so you can watch those back and also uh, if you get the chance do support Dion when he's uh, going live uh, with his Twitch uh, streams even just like just tuning in for a bit midweek uh, I know he is making a real push towards the uh, the Twitch Prime uh, partnership yep. um, the Twitch pr- partnership and obviously you know he what he does is a fantastic resource for our community and it would be great to sort of see him sort of push push that on uh, so yeah please do uh, go and support him. Uh, That's, I think, all we've got time for today. Uh, So it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from Ben. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Andrew. Goodbye. Thanks, and we will catch you next time on the Sift Takers Snapshots podcast.